Welcome to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Today, we'll show you how to use the spirit of love and self worth to improve the connections with everyone else in your life. This program is your weekly gift and it will keep on giving. You'll see. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Well, hello and a hearty welcome to our listeners around the world. I hope you are all faring well. I'm Dr. Jean Marie, your host, and I am just delighted for you to join us on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, shining love light into your hearts and homes to empower your life with love. We have a wonderful show today. Find healing with Aloha with our amazing guest, Deslin Hakiwas, joining us from Kapaya, Hawaii. Hope I got that right. <laughs> you know, healing yourself is connected with healing others. And part of this process is sharing with others. And Marion Williamson quotes, each one of us has a unique part to play in healing the world. And I just love this quote by Hubert H. Humphrey. The greatest healing therapy is friendship and love. And no matter what modality of healing we ascribe to, the goal is physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. There's so many ways to heal. And over the course of my travels, I've had Amazing opportunities to become more aware and even experience alternative medicine, yet ascribing to traditional aspects of Western medicine. However, I realize that ultimately, my self-care is a priority and my thoughts, feelings, and actions have a major impact on my overall well-being. So often, we may not realize that when our hearts are closed as a result of losses and life challenges. And I know this to be true because after my life challenges, my heart was closed and a healing journey to the Orient transformed my life. And I wrote about this in my memoir, The Long Journey Home, a journey that even though it was far away, it brought me back home to my true self with the realization of the true essence of life and divine love. And as Haruki Murakami Murakami quotes, what happens when people open their heart, their hearts, they get better. Absolutely. We get better, stronger, braver, and resilient. And most importantly, we create the ripple effect for change. And before we get started, I want to uh, just say, if we have listeners out there, people that need help, please seek help. You are not alone. Help is available. Help is always available. Contact resources in your community, the Department of Mental Health, the Department of Health and Human Services, and in the USA, the National uh, Helpline for the Substance Abuse and Mental Health uh, 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 Association. There's a 1-800-662-HELP line, that 1-800-662-4357. It's called SAMHSA's National uh, Helpline. And there's also the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline for, uh, and Depression Hotline, 1-800-273-8255. And remember, you are not alone. So now our amazing guest, of course, Deslin Hakiwas, will shed light on aspects of 
healing and how we can find joy and live and love again. A person of varied interest with the courage to fulfill her dreams. Born on Kapaya Island, uh, she's resided between Hawaii and Japan. Deslin is a passionate speaker, mentor, empowerment coach, podcaster, and owner of Kawaii Girl and Healing with Aloha Brands. Deslin was a background actress in the movies Disney's Jungle Cruise and Hobbs and Shaw filmed on the Hawaiian island of Kauai. She's also a dance choreographer. And at the age of 17, she wrote a skit addressing a teen contracting the HIV virus in high school, which was produced locally on the community channel. And since 2019, she hosts Healing with Aloha. And all that she does is to bring healing with aloha worldwide with topics on grief, suicide awareness, mental health, self-care, and just doing what makes you happy. So now, on that note, I welcome Deslin to our show. Thank you, Deslin, for joining us today on Love Light. Hi guys, aloha from the island of Kauai. I'm Dozen Hakias. I am truly honored and privileged to be here um, with Eugene. Oh, thank you, thank you. We are delighted to have you. And you've done such amazing work and really a lot of work on yourself. Can you just give us like a brief, uh, uh, you know, overview of your journey, your healing journey? Yeah, so uh, 20 years ago, um, my younger sister, uh, she was 23. Um, she was unfortunately in a, a vehicle accident and she died. And so after uh, my sister passed away, I was having a diff difficult time trying to um, accept, um, you know, my sister's um, passing. And in 2006, uh, my older sister, we have a other sister, um, she encouraged me to seek therapy and um, I was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder. And so um, because of the therapy, I, I got specialized therapy for trauma, I was able to deal with undealt trauma um, that I went through prior to my sister's passing. and. And that really uh, was was eye opening because I think you know growing up here in the islands, um, you know we don't talk about therapy, we don't talk about mental health. Growing up in the seventies, I was born in the seventies, and so uh, if it wasn't for my older sister encouraging me to go, I don't really know if I would have. So, in essence, it was a hidden blessing that because of my younger sister that I was able to open up my heart to getting therapy and to to start dealing with things that I had stuff in my mind and my heart. Mm, that is so powerful. You know, that's why help seeking is so important. And, you know, for me as a certified rehabilitation counselor, practitioner, life care coach, I'm aware of the culture diversity aspects of healing with culture specific treatment modalities and also uh, interventions that should be respected. And I know from my experience, you know, even serving Native American clients, you know, calling on the elders in the community to engage with them, to learn more about the practices to support my clients. And mm -hmm. even, you know, people are on, you know, dealing with a lot of issues. And I recall even one day having, you know, back in having the cell phone and the pager and one person client was on the phone, threatening suicide and the other was threatening relapse. And, 
you know, and then I learned, okay, in the midst of serving and helping, uh, uh, you know, help helpers have to really be more aware of their own self-care to sustain their capacity to help others. So thank you for sharing that. Right, do you have any um, uh, perhaps views about, you know, uh, the, how people are negatively stereotyped and may not want to go to treatment or seek help? Some may think that they will be casted or branded as abnormal and will be outcast with their families. Can you shed light on that? I think things are changing now with all the resources that are available on the internet and people can, you know, kind of privately seek help. But what are your your views about that? Uh, your, your views? So personally, um, I I feel that we have, we, we've made progress, but I think we still have a, 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 a pretty long way to go. Uh, basically, you know, now we're talking about mental health, we're talking about grief and loss, but it almost feels like in a essence, it's like a white elephant. Like mm. we know mm-hmm. we need to address it. Mm-hmm. But I think for people who do seek therapy now, it's like they're basically be- breaking generational trauma. Mm. Interesting. So, Interesting. So parents, grandparents, our ancestors, they were never encouraged to talk about the things that maybe they didn't agree with, with values. And so now you're having people go in and then they're identifying things that happened in their childhood. Um, and then you're finding out that it happened with their parents and vice versa. And so there's a lot of shame and guilt that comes with it. But it's for me, I, I don't think it's a, the way I, I've learned with therapy. It's not about judging. Um, my my family, it's about understanding. Yes. And, and that's so helpful um, to forgive myself and forgive people. That's what I feel. Um, for me, therapy um, is good. Um, but I think people have to realize that it's not about, um, eh, I think they feel like they're betraying their family because yeah. um, mm-hmm. in so many ways we're told, you know, what happens in our family stays in our family family so it becomes like family secrets but in essence you know our mindset and our our knowledge is limited and that's why it's good to be with a professional who's non-biased to help us navigate things yes and as help seeker as as people who are you know help providers service providers i think that's something to be aware of and i recall uh situations with female clients who I had as I dealt with people coming out of prison, transitioning in the community with a lot of mental health issues. And with some of the female clients, you know, they were, you know, on drugs and prostitutes. And of course, as they came out into the community uh, and I was the counselor and uh, uh, when, you know, and I was always non-judgmental because I wanted to really connect and relate to my clients. And I remember uh, quite a number of my female clients who were uh, who were prostitutes and drug abusers, they shared with me that they were sexually molested, you know, uh, and they uh, they said, gosh, you know, this is the first time I said this and I feel so much better. So it's like that was just embedded. They had repressed that. And they were yeah. like, gosh, you know, it feels so good to just say that. And then we talked about it and, uh, you know, it the healing process kind of, you know, I can't say began, but at least they had the courage to just stand forth and share that. So I appreciated that. So Deslin, what can, what have you learned about loss and grief? What I learned about um, loss and grief is that grief is just love. Mm. 
Mm. Um, wow, that's it, a different twist. Because <laughs> uh, I was trying to understand why it was so hard. Um, I think we can get um, overwhelmed by other people's views about what happens to a person's body, um, their spirit when they die. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes those people bombarding us, you know, if yeah. you're someone who's grieving, um, you just love your family or your friends, whoever passed away, you just want to be with them. Because, you know, when someone is so amazing and so loving and so great, you just want them with you. And so yes. when people tell you, oh, they're in a better place, it really hurts. Mm. Um, it, it it really hurts because um, it's rare to come across certain types of people. And when they're not um, physically there, it, it just, it's not the same. And so when I, I, I really thought about it, the other day because it's been 20 years since my my younger sister passed away and I thought why is it so hard for us why do we suffer so long and it's because mm-hmm. we were taught growing up that when someone dies we mourn over them and it, it involves being sad and it mm-hmm. involves crying yeah. and it's almost like you don't deserve to be happy so it's like you're in this dichotomy like okay can I enjoy life no you can't because then you're not being grateful for the person who died you know and so when my grandmother passed away um so my grandmother was 82 in 2019 that was my last grandparent I remember having a conversation with her about you know I wanted to um resign from my job so I could help take care of her and um, she just said you know you gotta do what makes you happy because in the end you can't blame no one and I think we we want to people please people and and we we can't you know we can't be happy for always trying to people please and um so when it comes for when you're grieving uh, you just got to give yourself permission to to process the pain of that separation from someone yes they're with us in spirit but mm-hmm. we process differently and i think what i i realize now looking back is it's okay to cry and it's okay to feel pain, but I think we're so busy trying to not feel pain. We're so busy trying to be strong, but where, where is it that crying is considered weak? Maybe it was something that was taught to us, but I think when you just let your feelings and emotions flow through you naturally, then the process of grieving, of loving someone, you can go through it. It becomes like waves in the ocean. Sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not. And so that's mm. what I learned. That is it's so just- profound. <laughs> <laughs> you know, be- because because a lot of people feel guilty about, you know, when, if, if I, you know, enjoy something and then this person has passed away and then they feel guilty and, you know, just do all this negative self-talk. And I know in our culture, we have what we call homegoing celebration. Which kind of, mm-hmm. you know, even though you're grieving, it's like, let's take it, let's ante it up. Let's look at the things that, you know, our loved one, you know, taught us and the happy memories and not just sitting around crying and sobbing. And I know when my mother and my grandmother passed away, it's like, I, I'm like, okay, let's kind of look at all the things that were positive. Let's kind of shift a bit, you know, because it was just this down feeling, you know, and um, I love that you shared that, giving, and giving yourself permission, right, to cry, to laugh, to whatever, right? Sister who passed away, and my grandparents, my dad, because my dad passed away unexpectedly, too, is, you know, when they were alive, they were just funny, they're fun, they're happy, yes. and they, they just loved life, and I'm like, why can't we live life to the fullest for them? 
because I know my sister, she would not want me to be sitting here crying every day of my life. She'd be like, no, dude, go, go live your life. Yeah. So, so through the podcast, I feel like I'm carrying on her legacy. If I can um, help another person transition to start healing and having hope again, I feel like I've, I've helped, like my sister's love is being carried on into someone else and living their lives to the best. Yes, it's like she really gave you a valuable gift, and that is appreciated. I love that story, and I love how you have really used your own healing, uh, the process of healing to help others. But Devlin, I think we're just about up for a brief commercial break. Time goes fast, so much to share, so little time. So uh, I invite our listeners to stay with us. We'll be right back with more on Fine Healing with Aloha with our amazing guest, Devlin Hakiwas, joining us from Hawaii, entrepreneur, mentor, empowerment coach, speaker, and podcaster, and owner of Kauai Girl and Healing with Aloha Brands. Don't go away. We will be right back. Jean-Marie Farish's Center for Conscious Loving, LLC, cultivates a lifestyle of love and wholehearted connections through personal growth, altruistic services, and speaking engagements. Resources include classes, workshops, life care coaching, and creative service projects with an emphasis on cultural arts. Visit the website at drjeanmariefarish-consciousloving.com. That's drjeanmariefarish-consciousloving.com. Or click the link on the Love Light show page. Best-selling authors international, news honors best-selling authors around the globe. Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is featured in the newly released issue of Published Magazine. To have first access to this treasured resource, go to PublishedMagazine.com. Celebrate the launching of Dr. Jean-Marie Farish's new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, to guide you in strengthening and embodying the practice of love in your daily life. Connect with us on Facebook and join our Lover's Lane Feel Good Now community and tune in to the Love Cocktail Minute. Relax, refresh, renew for support and daily inspiration. Life Care Wellness Pep for Angels, Inc. is a nonprofit organization to enrich lives and serve our community with emphasis on serving children who are hospitalized. Join Dr. Jean Marie Farish and Vicki Winterton in their global mission to donate My Joy Journal for Children in English and Spanish to as many children as possible. Order directly from Amazon.com and donate to children in your communities. Dr. Jean Marie Farish is proud to announce the release of her new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being, available now at Balboa Press. This book will help you master your life and flourish in love. You'll learn how to become a better and more evolved you. Feel good by making life-affirming choices. Deepen your feelings and expressions of love. Tune in love and sustain the change and flourish in love and find your joy. Visit BalboaPress.com and search for Living in the Spirit of Love and enjoy Dr. Farish's new book today. 
Ascension expert Judy Satori's Ascension Library will activate your true soul and human potential. Access a selection of audio-based meditations, energy transmissions, and live-streamed video events. Transform your reality with popular programs such as the transcripts of Mary Magdalene for heart-opening, beautiful, to radiate your inner beauty and the body balancing and physical regeneration pathway to become more energized, ignite your spark, and live a life of passion and purpose. Explore membership options to activate a five-day free trial. Visit ascensionlibrary.org. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Jean at Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Well, welcome back. You, you've been listening to Love Light Living in the Spirit of Love. And I'm your host, Dr. Jean Marie, coming back from commercial break. We will continue with our show, Find Healing with Aloha, with our amazing guest, Deslin Hakiwas, joining us from Hawaii. Uh, she's a mentor, empowerment coach, speaker, podcaster for Healing with Aloha. And I must say that I do apologize for my Hawaiian dialect. <laughs> and I will allow uh, Deslin to give us uh, a few brief uh, lessons on how we should pronounce her island and uh, anything that she'd like to share. <laughs> Hi, guys. So, you know, um, in the Hawaiian language, we use a lot of vowels. Um, so um, the city that I live on, um, live in is Kapa'a, and um, I'm on the island of Kauai. Uh, this island, the best to for you to know is uh, if you ever seen Lilo and Stitch, this is the island that it was illustrated in Lilo and Stitch, Koi. Mm-hmm. Koi, okay. Well, there you have it. <laughs> okay. You. Well, well, thank you, Deslin, for in the first segment sharing your loss experience and grief. And, uh, you know, I'd like for you to maybe share with us because a lot of people are dealing with loss and change and during these challenging times and not just dealing with COVID, but just life itself. What are your, uh, what do you find are some of the most prevalent and prominent things uh, uh, with people who you work with? Um, the people that I work with that do with grief, uh, a lot of it is they, they feel overwhelmed mm-hmm. because it's accepting your life, you are no longer the same person. When someone dies, um, they feel that a part of them died with that person. And so the ability to function um, without them is difficult. And one of the things that I find, um, and and I've told people, I said, when you're going through um, your grief journey, success is literally getting out of bed. Putting because, one foot in front of the other, right? <laughs> heavy hearted. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, don't compare your journey to other people. Yes. Um, I think a lot of times we, we look at our family and friends. And if you're the one who's sensitive, like I'm my mom's sensitive child. And, um, you know, it's like 
you can't because you're like, why am I the only one who's sad? Why am I the only one? But we process pain, we process change differently, and and it's okay. And and so a lot of people they they're at different levels in their grief, and they need to give themselves permission to to go with it. You know what I mean? It's okay not to be okay. Mm-hmm. I love that. And, uh, you know, even though we're talking about loss or death of a loved one, there are many kinds of losses, loss of home, loss of job, moving to a different geographical area, loss of friends, you know, so, so many aspects of loss that people are dealing yes. with. And one of the questions that I like to pose to you, you know, many people feel this overwhelming sense of lack of self-worth that Perhaps I lost this because I was deserving. You know, I'm not worthy. What, please shed light on this aspect of unworthiness uh, as we deal with loss. You know, what I what I realized after um, studying psychology, sociology, uh, and and even going through therapy is a, a lot of us feeling unworthy, not good enough, um, not worthy of just being here. It was taught to us by people who are caretakers. Um, you know, if people who raised you was harsh to you, was it wasn't loving and nurturing to you? As you get older, that inner child of you is still hurting because you, you didn't feel bonded, you didn't feel loved, you feel appreciated. And so, when you go through something like a loss, whether it's a divorce, moving changing jobs or whatnot, all the parts of you that you never really dealt with, it comes up, it festers. And you don't really feel those insecurities as much until something tragic happens. And then that's when you start feeling like, see, I wasn't worthy of a good job or, oh, see, I wasn't worthy of being loved. That's why I'm getting divorced. And so we we label ourselves based upon what the labels that were given to us. And so that's why it's important for us to get help so that we can process whatever it is. Because when my sister died, I felt I felt guilty. I felt mm. like I failed her as a sister and I didn't feel worthy to be alive. Mm. Um, growing up, it's like, you know, there's three of us above her. It was always like, make sure she's safe, make sure she's okay. So we did it, right? Mm-hmm. But then when she died, I, I talked to her that day and she died that night. And when I was told she died, I was like, there's no way. She was healthy. I just spoke to her at five. Like, how can she die? I just spoke to her. She's fine. And so I think um, whatever was taught to us as far as, like, who we are, um, we we remember that at our hardest times in life, that's what we refer back to. That inner critic, it comes from people who was was around us growing up. And so we, we, we have to learn to change our mindset and to learn to let go. Mm, that is powerful. You made me think about well, my first uh, uh, love, my childhood sweetheart, really. Uh, used to call me, used to call me and sing beautiful love songs to me at night. And, you know, my grandmother would fuss at me and tell me to get off the phone. <laughs> but but he was tragically killed in an accident. That was the first time I experienced trauma. And, yeah. you know, I didn't realize that over the course of my life, I carried the that sense of unworthiness in my mm-hmm. heart. And uh, I uh, began to attract people or relationships where that unworthiness played out. 
But only mm-hmm. when I wrote my story in my book, Living in the Spirit of Love, uh, reflect, uh, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being, and I put together the pieces from the past. And I'm like, wow, this is so profound. This worthiness thing that carried, you know, subconsciously was there as a result of that first tragic loss. And of course, during that time, you know, I was probably like, what, 14 or something. And, you know, nobody knew how to deal with me with that. And it was like, I just had to kind of get on with it and try. And what did I know about that? It never happened. It never happened. So I can appreciate that sense of loss. So how can we embrace the ones we love now, which you do so well? Honestly, the best way is, well, it depends because now we're in this, we're in a situation where we're still like in the pandemic, like where I'm from in Hawaii, um, it's still strict for us. You know what I mean? Like spending yes. time with family and friends, mm-hmm. it's, we're limited. So mm-hmm. um, I would recommend if you can't see people, um, you can, you can call them, you can do video chat. Uh, you can do old school and you can write them letters and cards mm-hmm. and the pictures mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're able to see them, um, one of the things my grandparents made sure when they were with us is we would go um, to go to the beach or go to like the, the ballpark and just have potluck and we'd bring food and just have fun and just enjoy each other's company. Um, my grandparents, um, their parents immigrated here from the Philippines and my my other grandmother, she's part Hawaiian and Filipino. Um, but it's very simple. You know, um, over here, you don't need a lot of money. You yeah. can just go to the beach and uh, or mm-hmm. to the mouth, the mm-hmm. park. Um, just keep it really simple. Um, just have food. We got to eat and just have fun. Oh, I love that. The simple things in life that we miss. We think we got to have the money. We got to have this. And I remember yeah. when uh, on a visit to Turkey, touring Turkey, and I remember we had left a school facility and you know, we were on our way to some other area. And I said, where? I said, gosh, it's about five o'clock. I said, where are, why are all these people out here? What's what's going on? They said, well, they come here after the work uh, day and they connect with their family. And they were like all over everywhere, sitting out on the park. And I'm like, wow, what is this? And they were just kind of, she said, this is the opportunity to reconnect, to let go of the, you know, just the stressors during the day and reconnect with people, friends, family, and it was like all over the place. And I will never forget that scene. Uh, and, and keeping it simple, ways to reconnect. And one thing, Deslin, many people live with a lot of regrets after uh, a person uh, passes away. What yes. I could have done, what I should have done, you know, and they just can't let go of that and get stuck. What are your thoughts about that when people remain in that phase of regret? So when you have regret, just know you're not the only one that feels that way. Like you are not alone. Um, that is the biggest thing that I think makes it harder for us to process. We suffer because we think, oh, I should have said this. I could have done this. Mm-hmm. I promise to do that. Um, what I started to do a year after my sister had passed because I just wanted to continue my relationship with her. Um, I, I got a journal and I started writing her letters mm, and basically nice. I, I didn't write every day, but I was just telling her like what was going on. Cause you know, life kept going, even though I wanted it to stop, like, no, it shouldn't keep going because my sister's gone. Right. right. Um, but 
my older sister got married a week after my sister, my younger sister's celebration of life. She didn't want to get married, you know, because she felt like, you know, my sister died. And I was like, no, life goes on. Yes. And so I wrote to her a letter about, oh, you know, my Jody got married. And then, like, I just basically kept my sister involved in my life as if mm. she was still there. And it, it mentally and visually helped me. Because I was able to share my sadness too. You know, like I miss her and I love her. Did you know, you know, God? And I just, I was just raw, real. And so I really encourage people to journal. Um, if you don't like to journal, you can just record your voice. Um, if you don't want to re just record your voice. Um, I actually did a video of me that I kept privately of me talking about my feelings about how much I missed her. And I think what happens is when you're active in expressing yourself, um, your brain doesn't hold it in the guilt, the regret and whatnot, because you transfer all of those thoughts and feelings onto paper or whatever uh, media, and then it dissipates. Like it's there, but it's not as heavy. And mm -hmm. so if you're dealing with regret. Um, I highly recommend that you find a way to, to, to release whatever thoughts you're feeling um, in that way. That's why a lot of people have great music because a lot of the artists, they write music and it's, it's all about regret about love. You know, if you really yeah. look at it, that's what it, it's poems. Somebody it's left me. Book, that's why you yes. book. <laughs> the best movies you see is come from pain. <laughs> you know what I mean? All the love like, stories. Move on now. I used to look and I was like, okay, move on. Let's get to the joy part. What happened? <laughs> well, you know, everybody, I mean, I'd say 90% of us feel regretful. But, you know, we're we're not perfect. There's no way we can be with everybody 100%. You know, we got to work. So, of course, we can't always be with that person. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A lot of uh, grace. Um, to ourselves and being gentle with ourselves as we process pain and change. I love that. And keeping a self-care program, being present with life, you know, uh, mm -hmm. rather than looking back with regrets. And I think being forgiving of ourselves and others and, ourselves, yes. Yes, and compassionate with ourselves and others can help us kind of move forward as well. Uh, your podcast, uh, tell us a little bit about that and, you know, maybe, uh, how it's been helpful, you know, but we'll probably be moving into a break soon, but maybe you can just start with yeah, sure. sharing so, about your podcast. Mm -hmm. So I launched the podcast um, in 2018 on SoundCloud, and then I transferred it over to um, Anchor.fm. Um, I felt that when I hit the 17-year anniversary of my sister's passing, I felt that for my healing, if I could just help one person um, who feels alone to know they're not alone, um, I, I feel that I helped them, you know, through the loss of my sister. And so the podcast is about bringing hope and healing with Aloha. Um, Aloha, it's it's more than hello and goodbyes. Everybody knows, but it, it comes from your heart. It comes from your soul. It's, it's really showing love and kindness to other people without expecting anything back. Um, and then on the podcast, we talk about uh, grief and loss. We talk about mental health healing, self-care, and passion, uh, you know, the reality is 
in this lifetime, you're going to have good times and you're going to have difficult times. And honestly, we were not going to escape out of life alive. (laughs) You know, (laughs) we were going to die, (laughs) right? And so through the podcast, I feel like I talk about such heavy topics, but I integrate it with um, humor uh, and music because... I, you know, guys, there are certain things in life you just can't get around, and I got to laugh it off. Like, it is what it is. You know what I mean? And so I have people from all walks of life. Um, I'm in Hawaii, but people have come on as far as Dubai, uh, New Zealand, Australia, UK, uh, West Coast, to East Coast, and the United States of America. And so it's, it's really been a, a privilege to connect with people from all over. And talking about these topics. That is just so powerful. And I know, you know, in my counseling practice and life care coaching, you know, my my philosophy is, okay, allow uh, people to express uh, their feelings and emotions uh, as they move toward letting go in comfortable, trusting settings. And then, most importantly, looking at action steps for change. And as I will share with my clients, let's take Little small steps, baby steps, yeah. baby, baby, baby steps, and I, this is what we can agree on to do uh, during the course of you know the next uh, week or whatever. And you come back and share with me whether this worked. And sometimes they come back, gosh, that just made me feel so good. <laughs> so you know, I, I operate on the feel good now. <laughs> Feel good now principle, right? Even though, and that's not being trite. It's just saying that, yes, we have our downtimes, we have our grief, we have our, you know, the losses and changes. But, you know, how can I move forward and not be stuck where I am? And that's what your podcast does. Unite people in here. I cry, I laugh. I cry, I laugh. Yes. you know, you let it go. Let, if you feel like crying, let it go. You because the, the sooner you let go, whatever even okay. anger, right, the better. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, Desmond, I think it's time for a quick commercial break. So don't go back. Wait, we will be right back with more on find healing with Aloha with our amazing guest Desmond Akiwas joining us from Hawaii. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Ascension expert Judy Satori's Ascension Library will activate your true soul and human potential. Access a selection of audio-based meditations, energy transmissions, and live-streamed video events. Transform your reality with popular programs such as The Transcripts of Mary Magdalene for heart-opening, beautiful, to radiate your inner beauty, and The Body Balancing and Physical Regeneration Pathway to become more energized. Ignite your spark and live a life of passion and purpose. Explore membership options to activate a five-day free trial. Visit ascensionlibrary.org. Dr. Jean Marie Farish is proud to announce the release of her new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being, available now at Balboa Press. This book will help you master your life and flourish in love. You'll learn how to become a better and more evolved you. Feel good by making life-affirming choices. Deepen your feelings and expressions of love. Tune in love and sustain the change. And flourish in love and find your joy. Visit BalboaPress.com and search for Living in the Spirit of Love. And enjoy Dr. Farish's new book today. Jean Marie Farish's Center for Conscious Loving, LLC 
cultivates a lifestyle of love and wholehearted connections through personal growth, altruistic services, and speaking engagements. Resources include classes, workshops, life care coaching, and creative service projects with an emphasis on cultural arts. Visit the website at drgmariefarish-consciousloving.com. That's drgmariefarish-consciousloving.com. Or click the link on the Love Light Show page. Best-selling authors international, news honors best-selling authors around the globe. Dr. Jean Marie Farish is featured in the newly released issue of Published Magazine. To have first access to this treasured resource, go to PublishedMagazine.com. Celebrate the launching of Dr. Jean Marie Farish's new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, to guide you in strengthening and embodying the practice of love in your daily life. Connect with us on Facebook and join our Lover's Lane Feel Good Now community and tune in to the Love Cocktail Minute. Relax, refresh, renew for support and daily inspiration. Life Care Wellness Pep for Angels, Inc. is a nonprofit organization to enrich lives and serve our community with emphasis on serving children who are hospitalized. Join Dr. Jean Marie Farish and Vicki Winterton in their global mission to donate My Joy Journal for Children in English and Spanish to as many children as possible. Order directly from Amazon.com and donate to children in your communities. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Jean at Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Well, welcome back to Love Light Living in the Spirit of Love with our amazing guest. Deslin Hakiwa, joining us from Hawaii, and uh, we're our show today is Find Healing with Aloha, and I'm going to let Deslin say welcome back to our show, Love Light in Hawaii. <laughs> e komo mai, welcome back. Uh, e komo mai means um, like welcoming people in Hawaiian. All so right. I'm, I'm glad you guys are joining us today or watch, listening to the replay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. And she is a mentor, a power, empowerment coach, speaker, podcaster for Fine Healing with Aloha. And I know during break, uh, Desna and I was talking about just being happy. And she is a connoisseur. I think she's a dance choreographer. She, choreographer. she <laughs> sings. She dances. She wakes up her body, soul, and mind through singing and dancing and just being happy. And she's going to give us some thoughts on being happy and what has inspired her to encourage listeners. <laughs> Thank you. So um, I'm going to give you guys some quick tips to to being happy. One, uh you're predestined. Remember that you're predestined to be here by your higher power, whoever that is for you. For me, it's God that you're predestined to be here, regardless of the life experiences that you went through, that uh, you are meant to be here. And instead of feeling shame about uh, what you've been through, I want you to realize you're just more relatable. 
And when you realize that you're more relatable, when you help someone, they'll respect you more because of relatability. Um, the second thing is um, I want you to think about when you were growing up, what were the, the hobbies, the activities that you did that you enjoyed and to start doing it again as an adult. Um, for me, I grew up um, listening to music, uh, dancing, singing karaoke. And so for my healing, I, I realized that when I started singing again, um, just, you know, around the house uh, or in the car uh, and just dancing, I, I felt my body was moving and I felt happier. And so whatever activity um, it is, for some people, they like to go surfing here or they like to go um, walking up. Find an activity that involves um, movement um, or your artistic side because mm-hmm. it something in your brain like it the endorphins and whatnot it 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 makes you happy you know what i mean and and it's okay to to um, be on a grief journey and to to grow like like flow into a healing journey because um you know when you get a a deep cut um, eventually that cut's gonna heal you will have a scar so maybe you don't feel the pain per se, but when you look at the scar, it reminds you of the event. And that's what it is um, when it comes to grief and your mental health. Like people can't visually see it, but you as the survivor or the person who's gone through it, you remember it because there's a scar in your heart, in your mind. And so giving yourself permission to to be happy, it's, it's a decision that only comes from within you. Mm, that is powerful. And I think your your grandmother and your faith has brought you through. And just share with us some insights, the wisdom from your grandmother. Yeah, thank you. So uh, my grandparents, uh, they were very instrumental in raising um, me and my, my cousins. Um, my, my mom's the oldest of seven. My dad's the oldest of eight. And so my grandparents that um, were living on Kauai, my, my other grandmother, um, she was between two Hawaiian islands, um, my grandma Lee. Um, but um, my grandmother, she was a widow. My grandfather died in 2013. And um, she started going to the adult daycare um, like the last two years of her life. And she made new friends. And she, you know, she's a widow. And but she was always watching, you know, like the grandkids. So I felt like my grandma had a second chance at life when mm. she was a baby. And she she did, actually, my grandmother almost died. Um, right before her birthday, she almost died. And, you know, she was able to carry on. But what she taught me was she decided to enjoy her life. She opened up her heart to making new friends. Um, she, she learned to do exercises. She had to play bingo. So she was going to an adult daycare center. She started to sing. She learned how to make recipes. She went on little adventures. When she turned 81, she she was like, I'm a young 81. All my friends are older than me. You know, and I'm oh my gosh, grandma. I was like, so I would drop her off. I'd be like, grandma, have fun. She goes, I always have fun. And I'm like, you know, she went from missing my grandfather. They were married for over 50 Mm -hmm. years. And and then she gave herself permission to live life to the fullest. So Wonderful. even when she passed, you know, she, she taught me that to enjoy okay. life. Well, that is wonderful. So look to the wisdom of your elders and family members and friends who can help you find that joy. And Desmond, you have a giveaway for our listeners? Yes. So um, the podcast 
you guys can listen to the podcast. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. It's called Healing with Aloha. Uh, next month, November 13th, I'm having my first ever Healing with Aloha Summit. Um, it is going to be for six hours, and it's going to be on Zoom. Um, if you'd like to learn about it, you can um, email me at deslyn, D-E-S-L-Y-N-N, at healingwithaloha.today. Um, on Instagram and TikTok, it's Healing with Aloha. Um, and I'll make sure to put it in the bio when I, um, the, 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 it's going to be the event is going to be on there. And so, yeah, it's, it's a free summit and I have six speakers, um, from Australia, uh, from New York and Hawaii. All right. Wonderful. So listeners can, uh, join that and of course tune in on demand to hear more about it. And thank you so much, Deslin, for joining me today. You have really been a delight. Thank you so much for having me. Aloha. Okay. All right. Well, we've been inspired to move forward, let go, and find the happiness we deserve and desire. Tune in next week for our show, The Power of Self-Forgiveness with Belinda Farrell. And send me your insights about our Love Light shows and the love practice exercises that are posted on the blog page of my website, www.jeanfarrisjourney.com. And you can email me, gene72farish at yahoo.com. I look forward to hearing from you. And visit my website, drjeanmariefarishconsciousloving.com for more insight. So whether... uh, Uh, enjoying something beautiful in the moment, singing, drumming, dancing, indulging in creative arts, find time to make yourself happy. Much gratitude to the Voice America team for making this your reality and for shining their love light in the world. And I'm going to leave you with this quote, uh, dance like no one is watching, love as though you've never been hurt, sing like no one can hear you, and live as though heaven is on earth. And until we meet again, remember, an empowered self is a loving self. And keep your love light shining. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Love Light this week. Be sure to join Dr. Jean Marie Farish again for another program next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a wonderful week filled with love, self-worth, and better connections.